Hi. Hi. Welcome back <laughs> to my real life horror story. It's um a podcast about real life scary incidences. Yeah, if it is horrible or or bizarre, hor- horrific, or and it happened boring. in real life, then here here here, here it goes. Yep, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, oh wait. By the way, I'm Olivia, and that's Madeline. Oh yeah, forgot to do that. <laughs> I feel like you. No one can probably tell our voices. Oh, no. apart because like, not only do you not know what we look like, but also we're, we're twins, twins and probably have the same exact. <laughs> okay, so do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? I'm I really think, excited. I think maybe I should go first because my story this week is um honestly just horrible and really <laughs> depressing. And there's really nothing to it other than how sad Upsetting. and depressing it yeah. is. Yeah. All right. Well. But I mean, this it is horror story. Like it, that. This would be my real life horror story if I lived <laughs> the life of this girl. Oh jeez. All right. But. All Go right. For so it. I'll, all right. So I'll start first. Then. Okay. So my story this week is about Jeannie. I think if you've ever taken a psychology class before, like you've probably heard about her because she's kind. It's kind of a famous case. Does she have a last name? Well, her name, her real name isn't actually Jeannie. It's Susan Wiley. But then they gave her uh, doctors gave her the name, uh, the pseudonym, like Jeannie, because they kind of wanted to keep her identity secret and whatnot and they called her genie because they said it was it was kind of like she was a genie coming out of a lamp but i guess that doesn't make sense if you don't know the story so let me just tell you what happened <laughs> all right so yeah so basically she was born this little girl was born in 1957 as susan wiley she was born to her father clark wiley and her mother dorothy Uglesby. Uglesby. <laughs> We're going to go with that. Okay. In Arcadia, California, her father, Clark Wiley, he grew up bouncing around from orphanages because his dad had died when he was really young and his mom just like didn't take care of him, I don't really think. He barely really saw her, but he was born with the name Pearl Wiley. (laughs) Yeah, you laugh, but he was like (laughs) really, he was bullied a lot as a kid because um yeah obviously his name is pearl yeah his name is pearl why would you do that to someone well yeah so he has a lot of like resentment towards his mother for giving him that name so he's like (laughs) he just grows up as like a really angry kid um has a lot of anger issues emotional issues from being bullied um and also just not having a good family and so he worked as a um, flight mechanic so her mother, Dorothy, is from Oklahoma, and as a kid, she was in an accident, and they didn't say what kind of accident, I'm assuming car accident, so she had suffered brain damage, which caused, like, some neurological disorders, and also for her vision to, like, basically deteriorate, like, deteriorate Jeez. a lot, that she was basically blind. blind. Seems very difficult, because our world is not very suited i feel like it's not geared toward people who can't see you know Mm. like it's unless like we don't make a lot of accommodations for people who are blind but if you're in bird box you'd you'd live that's true that's a that's true still never seen that movie okay so she marries this guy who seems like a wonderful person (laughs) and so obviously he's abusive and he like socially isolated her and would beat her a lot, which caused her eyesight to deteriorate even more. So mm. let's just say she's blind. <laughs> so in 
so her father, Clark Wiley, hated children, but mm. decided to have, you know, to have course. children anyway, because why not? And so he had, so they, they had a daughter, but she died a few days later because she got pneumonia because she was crying and he took her and put her into the garage. <gasps> And then she had pneumonia and died. Oh my god! Yeah, because he like he hated noise. They keep mentioning that that he like really hated anything noise. that made noise. So would want everybody in the house to be like silent all the time. Well, that's very yeah, especially for a, if you have a, a baby. An infant. Yeah, so I think this is why he didn't like kids. So anyway, then they had another son, son, um, and he died from choking on his own mucus, and then. They had another son. He was okay. This one survived. Oh, like, um, yeah, this one sorry. Died again? <laughs> no, like... no, no. This one survived. <laughs> but he had some intellectual issues and okay. developmental issues because the dad forced him to stay inside all day and what? not make any noise. So, you know. So five years later, Jeannie was born, Susan Wiley, like I said. And for some reason, her dad thought she was mentally retarded. And when she was, because she was born premature, actually, so she was, like, very underweight. And also, she had, uh, when she was really little, she, her hip dislocated, which is, like, had that happen? But, okay, whatever. So then they made her wear, like, a splint at a really young age, so she couldn't really, like, walk. walk. Yeah, so she was very slow to learn how to walk, and she was also just very, like, tiny and skinny. That doesn't mean, that doesn't equal... Mental retardation. I, yeah, I know. I know, but for, <laughs> no, some, I know. for some reason, he, he's really... like, yes. So he thought she was mentally retarded. He was like, I'm going to hide her existence from the world. Mm. He's got that image he's got to uphold or something. Yeah. I Yeah. So then his mother was killed in a hit and run accident. And they said after this happened, he um, inherited... Oh, my God. Our dog is is growling outside our door right now. Um, so his mother was killed in a hit-and-run accident. And they said, like, after this, he just became so much more angry and crazy than he Jeez. started out as. Can't and imagine he, that. Yeah, and he inherited her house. So he basically, like, took his whole family, moved into this new house, and was... Like, that's it. You guys are not leaving this goddamn house ever. <laughs> so Jeannie, who he wants to hide from the world, he locked her in one of the rooms in the house. So he tied her to a kid's toilet for 13 hours a day. Oh, my God. And, a, and uh, he, like, made a, a straitjacket, like a makeshift oh straitjacket, and he kept her in. At night, he would then move her and tie her to a crib where she couldn't move her arms or her legs. But sometimes, many nights, he would actually just forget to bring her to the crib. So she was just left tied to the toilet for the entire day. Um, If she would say anything or make any noise, her father would beat her with a wooden plank. And also, which uh, this is the the weirdest thing ever, he would like stand outside of her the door of the room she was in and would bark and scratch at the door like a dog why i don't know that's bizarre that's like unsettling well this whole thing is very unsettling but no i I mean obviously yeah chaining your daughter to a toilet but like what is the like what's the mom doing why aren't they like let's get the hell out of here okay well the mom is severely abused and also blind blind. so you're right i mean i'm not i don't know not justifying it not justifying it but i she's 
and also, she's also not... a victim in this but yeah but uh, it's hard to feel sympathy for her later on but whatever so anyway so she couldn't make any noise ever and so they were and also he would feed her as little as possible and he would never feed her any solid food he would only give her baby food or like cereals or mm. or just liquids and they said they would shove the food in her mouth like as fast as i could and if she choked they would just like keep doing it and like just get it all over her because they didn't care they were oh just like God. yeah eat this as fast as possible so obviously she's very malnourished and very skinny um she never went outside he uh never got any sunlight vitamin never d. got <laughs> she's just lacking that vitamin d which is the most important thing but no and she like so she didn't go to school no but so did anyone like nobody knew they had a kid like because i would feel i feel like something like someone would be like yeah, yeah I don't think... where's this kid at like why are they not at school why are they not outside why the they... neighbors no? i don't think the neighbors knew they had a daughter kept, yeah but they knew they had a son but they were just like we barely ever saw them they never went outside yeah. ever so yeah yeah and so like i said he hated noise so he would beat the wife and the son if they tried to talk to or around Jeannie. So Jesus. she had never... Was spoken to. <laughs> yeah, or even heard, really, oh my God. a language. So she never learned how to speak oh my God. or anything. She was kept in complete darkness because he blacked out her windows nope. and never turned the lights on and obviously had no mental stimulation. This goes on until she's 13 years old. Mm. So in 1970, she's 13 years old, 13 years and six months old. And her mother and father got into a fight. The dad leaves the house and the mom's like, okay, I'm leaving. So she takes Jeannie. At this point, the son is 18 or 19, I think. And okay. he was like, peace, peace the fuck yeah, out. <laughs> peace out. So, um, so she gets Jeannie and they leave. They go to her parents' house. And I think she was trying to go into a place to, so she could apply for disability, I think. Okay. But accidentally walks into social services. Oh, my God. Yeah. So a social worker saw them and thought she had a six-year-old with her. Oh, my God. And then when she found out she was 13, that Jeannie was 13, she was like, oh. Yeah. And called the police. <laughs> so the mom and dad are arrested and Jeannie's placed in the children's hospital. She weighed 59 pounds. Oh my god. And she had the mental capacity of a 13-month-old. Oh my god. Yeah. Because she never had any she sort didn't of do, yeah, stimulation. mental stimulation, never saw anything, never heard anything. And even like the what is it like never like hugged anyone, mm-hmm. right? Like not like with that emotion. Like touching things, yeah. Yeah, or like wow. Crazy. Um, her muscles also never developed properly, so she couldn't really walk or really move properly. But they said, but she did learn how to walk. But um, they said she did like a little bunny walk where she would like hold her arms out, kind of like that, like and a like T Rex. Yeah, like a T Rex almost, and like like you can look at pictures actually of her online Ooh. doing that. Okay, so the mom and dad are arrested. They're charged with abuse, child abuse, the public's outrage. This is like a big media thing. Everyone is freaking out. And the morning before the mom and dad are supposed to appear in court, the father kills himself by shooting himself in the head. Like Such a coward. Yeah, like the true coward. 
that he is. <laughs> like he can't, can't take uh, it. He can. He can. And nothing makes me more mad. Than when like when somebody yeah or, they're about to face like punishment and then they kill themselves like you yeah freaking coward. Or it's like they don't want almost sometimes like they don't want the embarrassment like that they did it. I'm like <sighs> just the worst. Yeah, own up to it. Okay, so then the mother's in court and all the charges are dropped on her because she's blind and was abused by the husband. Okay, so she, but the mother's no longer the legal guardian, obviously. Yeah. So Jeannie's <laughs> in a children's hospital and a lot of psychologists are like, wow, we can do a shit ton of experiments on oh this my girl. God. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things where it's like, Oh, what happens if you like if you, isolate a person? Mm-hmm. What would this? And it's but obviously you never do it, with do it to humans they only, it only to animals yeah. because you know animals obviously can't feel things or feel emotions. But whatever, that's besides the point. <laughs> but so they're like, okay, so here's a cool case. Like here's a case study. Like yeah, something that we could never do. Here's a good opportunity to study and experiment on this little girl. All right, so Jeannie, again, I'm just going to tell you what she was like when they found her. She was only 59 pounds, had a distended abdomen, had two full sets of teeth. What? Pat, what? I don't know. That's just what it said. (laughs) (laughs) I can't explain that. Okay. Had hip deformities, undersized rib cage, um, and she couldn't focus her eyes on anything that was more than 10 feet away because... Because it was the dark. Yeah, there was the dimensions of the room. There were only... Where she was in her room, everything was only ten feet away, and it was so, dark. Yeah, so she right? well, yeah, so she can she couldn't focus her eyes on anything that was more than ten feet. Jesus, she couldn't stand up straight or fully straighten any of her limbs. She couldn't chew and had difficulty swallowing. And she had the fine motor skills of a two year old. She couldn't chew solid foods, and she would hold them in her mouth until her the saliva just broke it down, or she would like spit it out and just try to break it down with like her fingers because she couldn't. Jeez. Like, cause they, like I said, they didn't feed her any solid foods, and she couldn't talk either, right? No, they I told you her mental age was a thirteen-month-old, and she developed like she was insanely scared of cats and dogs because of her dad like barking and scratching on the. Oh, so she was, I like, forgot about that. Yeah, oh my god, throwback. Yeah, but anyway, so she, <laughs> so she was so terrified of cats and dogs. She did not acquire a first language, so she could not speak. And I took a quote from Wikipedia. It said, because Jeannie had not learned a first language before the critical period had mm-hmm. ended, she was unable to fully acquire a language. So she could never she speak, just... ever. Like, she could say a few things. She learned, they said she was very good at learning vocabulary, but she couldn't really learn grammar. Oh. But so even that, they things. said, like, syllables were hard for her. She would, like, cut syllables out of words. So really, she never learned how to speak. Yeah. Or understand a language because, like I said, they learned that there's a critical period for learning a language. Mm-hmm. And since that had passed, does she that, was not able to learn. Does that include, like, writing and reading it, too? I would assume so, but I'm not sure about that. Honestly, you could look it up. I'm sure they they did a lot of stuff. I didn't even write down everything that they had, like, tested her yeah. on because there was just so much. But, like, they got, like, grants to study her and stuff like it was very oh my God. It's a little awkward. Where did so where did they they kept her at the hospital while they studied her? Yeah. But they said so she couldn't speak but she developed really good nonverbal communication skills. Okay. They said she was very like you knew what she wanted all, all the time without mm-hmm. her having to say anything. They said <laughs> one time they were walking on the street and this little boy walked past her with like a truck and just turned around and and gave her his truck like but she didn't say anything. 
she just like she was just really good at like telling people what she wanted without even like saying it so yeah like i said i didn't write i didn't really talk about any of the tests or what they had done to her at the hospital but she was there for a few years oh my god and it didn't it seemed like she progressed a lot though like learned um learned how to communicate better with Mm -hmm. everyone okay so then they refused to give the people grants to continue studying her because they really weren't learning much from her so from there they're like okay we're gonna put her into some foster homes the first home she goes to was with her special education teacher um her name was jean butler who had worked with her at the hospital Mm-hmm. And it was like kind of fishy. I don't know. They said they said she was very oh she Jeannie's gonna make me famous sort of person. Like she uh, she kept comparing herself to Helen Keller's teacher. Oh my god! All right. Okay. So then so Jeannie stayed with Butler for a while, stayed in her apartment with her for a while, but Butler refused to let the researchers continue like coming to her house and working with Jeannie. Mm-hmm. So then ultimately they denied to put her in permanently in butler's foster care so the second home she goes to is with the psychologist that worked with her at the hospital david Riggler and his wife and his two children Mm -hmm. and she stayed with them four years and apparently she improved like very significantly here she her social and behavioral skills improved um she got over her fear of dogs she learned how to cook learned how to sew learned how to control her anger without harming herself she started school for mentally retarded adolescents. Seemed like she was doing really well. But at this time, after the four years of staying with them, they gave Jeannie's mother legal guardianship again oh, over her. of course. Because what she did idea. so well the first time. Um, How old is... <clears throat> she must be almost 18 now, though, Jeannie. Right? Yeah, when Jeannie was 18, she moved back in with her mom. Oh, okay. But the, uh, Jeannie's mom had undergone a lot of surgeries, so she, like, restored her vision, kind oh, of, okay. so... But so she's like, I want Jeannie to come live with me again. I don't know why this was a good idea, but they let her. <laughs> and I think she stayed with her for a little bit. And then the mom was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. So called the Department of Health and put Jeannie into the foster care system. She moves in with the new people. The new caretakers beat her. And Jesus, her mental and physical state quickly deteriorated. This and poor then girl. they found out that that was happening. So then she bounced around from three other foster homes and quickly regressed to her old ways because was not in good care anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And since the mother was given legal guardianship, she prevented any researchers from meeting with Jeannie and working with her because I think she thought they put studying her and like their scientific findings before her well-being. Her, yeah, okay. That's full. Well, that's what she claimed. And then yeah. also she tried to sue the researchers, but they were like, nah, bitch. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then after that, she bounced around from four other foster homes. But yeah, as of today, she's living in a facility for underdeveloped adults. And that's where she's, and that's where she's been for a while. And apparently... She's doing good. Um, uh, some, for some people, from some other records, they say she is happy there oh that's good yeah and then the mother died at age 87 oh my god that's just like yeah like it's not it's horrific well that's what i'm saying because i was thinking about it and i was like that no, that is my real life heart that story. is a real that yeah, is like a real that would be uh, it just sucks because it's like every single person let her down let her, and like like her mother her father all the researchers who were working with her, like, they just let her go into all these horrible, 
Holmes. Holmes her, but yeah, crazy. but it's crazy. I forgot to mention that they had done some tests on her, and they did determine that she wasn't born mentally retarded. That's awful. Yeah, I know. At least she's at least she's doing good now, or is happy. I guess. Yeah. I don't know about doing good, but she's yeah. happy. Yeah, it's awful. But one of the um, articles I was reading had the funniest title, and I just have to read it. Okay. Wild child speechless after tortured life. Like, I just thought this was <laughs> wild It literally child. was just, like, reminding me of Parks and Rec, where she's like, gazoinkspos. Like, and she's like, <laughs> yeah, the gazebo. Yeah, and then she's like, um, it's the end of the world as we know it. Pawnee feels fine. Like, she's giving yeah, all these, yeah. like, crazy titles. I was like, this is literally, this is a Leslie Nope title. Actually, though, I'll get <laughs> Yeah, and that is the story of Jeannie, the feral child. And you wow. can look at pictures of her. She's really cute. She but... is really cute. I just looked her up. I feel yeah. terrible. Yeah. That's that's an awful... Yeah, I just feel like there's no one like on her side that was like, let's do the right thing by yeah. her. Like, nobody wanted to do the right thing by even, her. Like, the, even the doctors and shit, like, they just wanted to yeah. study her. Yeah. Like, didn't want her... Like... This is just really famous... And also from like a psychological standpoint, they I guess they learned a lot from her. I feel like did they, they didn't. Did you learn it? In I feel like they in your learned psych it. class. I did learn about it in my psych class. Is that That's how you found I, out about it? Yeah. Ooh. But only only that there's a critical period for language. That's the only thing. Oh, that's all they said. That's about all. My, her? That's all my teacher said about her. Well, he told <laughs> he told us like about her case, and yeah. then I was like, and they learned that there's a critical period for language. Let's move on. Wow. Yeah. That's... And I was like, huh, hold the phone. <laughs> say what now yeah like, i don't know it's just also all that torture just to find out trivial things that don't that, even that, yeah, really like, matter critical yeah <clears throat> but yeah all right well that's enough of that that's that's wild i know i've never heard of that before yeah um all right so what's your story all right mine is just seriously bizarre and Ooh. i don't know like it makes me uh, maybe I'm hyping this up too much, but it makes me believe in some otherworldly thing. I don't know, paranormal or spiritual, like a force, something. I don't know. Well, I don't know. This one is called The Disappearance of the Eileen Moore Lighthouse Keepers. Have you ever heard of it? No. Yeah. Okay, so this one, this happened in the, the Flannan, Flannan Isles Lighthouse. Flannan. I don't know. <laughs> it's a lighthouse in Eileen Moore off the west coast of Scotland. On December 26, 1900, a small ship was on its way to, the, to Flannan Islands. It's, <laughs> its destination being the Eileen Moore Lighthouse. Okay, the island is completely uninhabited apart from the lighthouse keepers. Which so I why think do is, people need to like dock there? That's a good, that's a really good question. I don't know, maybe. Stumped. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, like, people who are on, like, a long voyage or something, like, they stop there just to, like, do they need, does, do boats need fuel? Like, no, I don't, wait. No. I don't know. <laughs> well, whatever, they, I guess they were help, they help ships go by. I don't know, you need a light, you need a lighthouse, I think. I don't know. Wait, to, you need a lighthouse to dock. So yeah, you don't so crash but also, when you dock. but then also, I feel like you need a lighthouse to, to so they know that, that that's land. You know what I mean? Like I if they're so. if it's at night and they're like in the water, sometimes you can't see that there's land over there. So like, land. You know Damn. What I, mean? we I don't should know. get somebody on the podcast who actually knows things. Yeah, no shit other uh, than us, because <laughs> we literally don't know anything. I get all my information it. from online, but 
Um, all right, so there was James Ducat, 43. <laughs> Did he do that? <laughs> Did he do that? Um, no, Donald MacArthur, 40. He's 40. And then Thomas Marshall, 28. So, Captain James Harvey was on the other ship that was coming. And um, so was this other guy, Joseph Moore. I don't think their names matter. But he was a replacement lighthouse keeper, and he was on the ship, too. Okay. So, they landed... Captain Harvey was surprised because he didn't see anyone, like, waiting for them. And so he blew his horn and sent up, like, a warning flare. What? He blew his horn? I don't know. No, I don't. 1900s. I don't know what they do. It just sounded funny when he said it. All right, I'll stop interrupting. No, he blew his horn and sent up a warning flare to attract attention, but there was no response. So the other guy, Joseph Moore, he rode ashore and went up to the lighthouse. According to him... He suffered an overwhelming sense of fear and apprehension when Mm -hmm. he went there. But once at the lighthouse, he noticed something immediately wrong. The door to the lighthouse was unlocked, and two of the three coats were missing. And in the kitchen, he found, like, half-eaten food and an overturned chair. Kind of like they were in the middle of eating and, like, someone jumped up in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, this doesn't really matter, but it's a little creepy. The kitchen clock stopped. Mm. So it's, you know, it's like, I don't yeah. know, it's a little weird. Like how it marks, like, you know, when people stop the clocks, like yeah, mark yeah. death. Foreshadowing? I don't know. <laughs> there was no sign of the lighthouse keepers in the lighthouse at all. They weren't there. So he, so Captain Harvey ordered a search of the island for the missing men. But they didn't find them there. And like, no one was on the island. Which is also like, so no one's on the island except these men. Mm-hmm. And they weren't anywhere. So Robert Murrayhead, he's a super. These <laughs> freaking names. I know. Murrayhead, Mur- I don't know. The superintendent of the Northern Lighthouse Board. He knew all three men personally, so he was like, "Let me go. I'm gonna go to this and like investigate." Okay. He didn't really find any information when he went, but he did find the log, like the lighthouse keepers kept the log, mm-hmm. and the log is bizarre. On December 12th, Thomas Marshall, he was the second assistant, he wrote of severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. Jeez. He said James Ducat, the principal keeper, he was the oldest, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he was 43. He was the oldest, like, in charge. Um, James Ducat, the principal keeper, had been very quiet, and that the third assistant, William MacArthur, had been crying. The final... that So that, like, he was crying... Is weird because he was a seasoned mariner. I think that's what he said. Like, like, so he, you know, he's been in the waters. He knows what it's like to be like in during storms. You know, like, why would he be crying of a, like a storm when he's in a lighthouse? That's, yeah. Wait, and is it are these normal things that lighthouse keepers normally log down in their lo- like? Are you supposed to be like today? what's like happening? Yeah. Are you are you supposed to be like today this ship docked? Like, are you supposed to be like I'm feeling emotional today. Like, yeah. I don't know, like, is that what you're supposed to do, or? I don't think so. Okay, so log entries on December 13th, the next day, stated that the storm was still raging and that all three men had been praying. Again, why would three experienced lighthouse keepers safely situated in a lighthouse that's, like, that's 150 feet above sea level yeah. be praying for a storm to stop? Yeah. You know, like, they should have been perfectly... Perfectly safe. Okay, but here's the real, the the weird part. That 
there were no reported storms in that area those three days. Oh, God. That, like, I, get, I just got chills. Like, yeah. The, on the 12th, and 13th, and 14th December, no, no storms. And, like, they, they know this because, obviously, like, the weather records. But then there's, a like, the closest town or island or whatever, like, can see the lighthouse. And um, if it were, like, a storm, it would be blocked by, like, the clouds. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. Like, everyone who was on that town said that they, like, those three days, they could see the lighthouse. Mm. So, no storms. That's so weird. Really fucking weird. Okay, so the final log entry was made on the 15th, and it read, Storm ended. This is a quote. Storm ended. Sea calm. God is over all. What does that mean? Liter- no idea. What the, like, what? And then, so he said another, another strange thing is that one keeper left without his coat. And it was in the middle of December in Scotland on an island. It was mm. freezing. Wait, so they all got up and left? Yeah, that's that's the thing that's like, people are like, I don't, like, why would all three keepers leave? Even, and that, that goes like strictly against the rules and regulations of like lighthouse keeping. You, like, you don't someone leave. has to be there. Yeah. <clears throat> and all three men left. They don't know like where they went. But, um, so a few clues were found though. There was a, like by the landing platform, there were ropes strewn like all over the rocks oh so maybe they had like taken a boat out or so well it usually the ropes usually held like a brown crate above the platform i have no idea what it was used for but it was there so they think like the the most likely theory of the story is that the crate got like dislodged let's say fell and the lighthouse keepers were attempting to retrieve it when like an unexpected wave came and washed them out to sea okay but the problem with that theory is that a, you would find, like, their bodies never washed ashore. But maybe, but sometimes bodies don't wash ashore. But, like, usually, usually they do. After a while. It's been, it's been, this was 1900. Ne- yeah, but maybe they just, like, decomposed and shit. But still, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Alright, but also, and also, possibility. They didn't, yeah, they didn't, bodies didn't come, didn't wash up. And also, the, there was, there wasn't a storm. The water was calm. Yeah. Like, what What wave would have... And also, you know, they're also... They're very experienced. They're yeah. all... Were, like, that guy had been working 20 <clears throat> years in a lighthouse. Like, the other one was, like, 40... Like, they worked a long time doing this. Like, they're experienced. Yeah. This, something like that shouldn't have, like, just happened, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, like, I wrote, like, a few questions. Like, why wouldn't the bodies have washed ashore? Why would all three men go... Why had one man left without his coat in the middle of December? And why had three experienced lighthouse keepers been taken unaware by a wave? Like, so I'm saying, like yeah. Okay, so yeah, that, that's like they never, they never found no them. trace of them ever. There's, they're just gone. Like and they searched off, the island. You said yep. they can find anybody off the like they just off the face of the earth. So over the following decades, lighthouse keepers at Eileen Moore have like reported strange voices in the wind. You know, like calling out the names of like the. The lighthouse keepers. Mm-hmm. And then theories range from, like, everything. Like, foreign invaders to alien abductions. Yeah, I'm sure alien and, abductions. But nonetheless... Like, is a yeah. <laughs> nonetheless, something or someone snatched those three men from that lighthouse. That That's story creepy. is the... Like, it's so bizarre. That is really bizarre. Like... What was the... Were they in a parallel 
yeah, universe. Yeah. I or like, it was like, like a time warp. Yeah, was yeah. there like stuck in like a time warp or like wherever the storms was it like because like, then he said something like god is it was it like a spiritual thing was it like the rains when it rained for 40 days like you know what i mean yeah. they like like what the what the fuck that's really weird i i don't get this one and it, i don't know the that's stories really yeah weird. stories like this scare me a lot <laughs> yeah, yeah no that is that's scary just not knowing where the hell that it reminds me of like the Roanoke yeah like just gone like disappeared no trace and like what's crazy about that stuff is because like there's no evidence and it's been it's been like decades century like yeah and there's no no one ever that's so weird maybe they were just like going crazy because there were like three guys I know up in like a like stir crazy yeah like yeah and they just like did something like fucking weird and got stuck out in the ocean or something like really weird yeah i mean that's still scary no either way anyway why why wouldn't he take his coat like if they were all going to fix something outside why wouldn't he take his coat like it just and like it was like they got in a hurry like oh my god yeah that's true you said there's like half-eaten half-eaten food like that's really weird bizarre it's bizarre i don't i don't know yeah it seems like something just like something in the middle of them living just like something happened Happened. something literally just then that's it like like they just left the face of the earth yeah that's crazy that's cool oh i like that story yeah i never heard of that one yeah i like it too it's cool yeah (laughs) i was excited to tell it yeah all right well nice job thanks you too thanks yeah that's, that's it that's our podcast no that's yeah, our episode that's, that's kind of it listen next week yeah <laughs> or, or i don't know when yeah. because i'm on spring break i'm going back to school today so whenever we get, get that next one yeah, out we'll, it'll we'll... be out <laughs> yeah so thanks everyone for listening yes thank you guys i hope you continue to listen i hope you enjoyed yes bye bye